everybody. What is going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, this is probably going to be a super quick episode, and this is, of course, going to be your brain is tricking you into disease. So this is a little bit of a two-parter, mainly because I have to answer the first question of the thing that I totally forgot. The first one is... I've gone completely blank. The second one, <laughs> I'll come back to the first one. The second one is how your brain is tricking you into disease. But the first one, here we go, is actually how you get into that state in the first place, how your brain does trick you into disease. So it's a little bit of a story or a spectrum sort of, you start wherever the hell you start from and then end up with your brain tricking you into disease. So I'm probably gonna lose my track because normally I have some sort of dot points or flow or script in front of me and this one is completely off the cuff so if i screw up deal with it but hopefully the incessant ramblings don't go for too long so the first part of how does your brain trick you into disease the first question is how do people get 10 20 30 40 kilos overweight and how do they actually end up in that quote unquote diseased state. Now, disease is a word that I'm going to use as a complete umbrella term. I would not use it in any other way except for this podcast. Disease in this way, or it's going to cover a wide spectrum of stuff, whether it's going to be um, obesity or whether it's going to be um, type 2 diabetes or whether it's going to be anything that comes from a sedentary sort of lifestyle. That's what I'm using it for. It's not 100% correct, and I wouldn't use this term in any other way, but in a podcast sense, I feel like it's just going to be the easiest sort of umbrella term to encapsulate everything that I'm after. So please don't get annoyed for the fact that I am using disease for obesity, even though medically it is technically a disease, but anywho, let's get on with it. So the first thing that I have to sort of answer to get here is how do you get there in the first place? For a lot of clients and a lot of people that I initially speak to, they don't get there on purpose. And by there, I'm just going to put it out and say 40 kilos overweight or diabetic or whatever, the disease state. People don't get there on purpose. People usually get there from one of two things. One, either an unresolved trauma that has happened to them mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever. They usually get there by masking their emotions or whatever is getting in their way, whatever is happening at a deep root cause, they don't deal with it. So then they do the best thing that they know how to cope, and that's to go for the cheapest, quickest, convenient thing, and in everybody's eyes, that is going to be food. And that's essentially one of the first ways that people do get into that brain tricking them into disease. So a lot of people don't get there on purpose. Nobody in history except for a few people that you see on like my fucking 600 pound life on MTV, they don't get there on purpose. Nobody wants to be the person that has to go through weight loss surgery. Nobody gets there on purpose. Everybody gets there through an incidental means. Nobody that I have ever helped or worked with or know about has ever gone through weight loss surgery or gone through coaching or done my program on like they've gotten to that point on purpose that needs to be made abundantly clear so the first thing that happens is that they don't deal 
with a past trauma, whatever it is. And it could be something going right back to high school for the fact that they were always bullied for being overweight in high school and they never dealt with it. They never confronted it and like faced their fear or did whatever, you know, they didn't deal with that trauma. So what they did is they got bullied in high school. They didn't deal with it in like correctly or work through it or whatever we're going to say for that one. And they did the easiest thing that they know. They did the easiest thing that a lot of people do when they're feeling like shit. They eat. I do it sometimes as well. There's no shame in it. It's just when you compound that for so long, for as many years, you eventually do hit a point where, you know, 10 years down the road, you go, shit, where did it all go wrong? And it may have happened back then without even realizing that you were putting on maybe 100, 200 grams per week. But if you take, I'm actually going to get a calculator because this would be interesting. So if you put on 100 grams a week across five years and you don't even know that it is happening if you do five years 52 weeks in a year that's going to give you 260 weeks so across a five-year period 26 kilos doesn't sound like a lot but it is going to sneak up on you ever so slowly almost to the point that you can't see it until it hits the 10 kilo mark and you go oh yeah, well, I'm getting a little bit overweight or this, 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 or whatever you're going to say to justify it. Life got in the way is one of my fucking favorite things that people blame it on. But then it gets five years down the track and you go, shit, I'm 26 kilos overweight. How do I get back to where I used to be? How did this happen? Is an often question that people ask themselves. How did this happen? And how it happened is not by intentionally eating to put on weight. One... The person either says life got in the way and they don't deal with whatever the fuck they're dealing with because they just can't be bothered going to the gym after work. They just can't be bothered cooking six nights a week or they can't be bothered doing whatever a basic fucking human needs to do. That's my first one that I could go on a rant forever is when people say life just got in the way. You know how it is. No, I don't. If you're telling me that mental health issues got in the way or that this severe trauma or this, this, this that actually sparked this thing got you to where you are today, 100%, let's deal with it, let's work through it. But if you're telling me that life got in the way because you're a lazy fuck, because you couldn't be bothered cooking, because you never bothered to learn how to cook, you never bothered to do all these human basic things that you need to do, that's on you, but that's okay, because we can work through it, put new skills and habits and behaviors in place to get you out of that 26 kilo Def or fucking surplus or whatever we're going to call it. This is a complete hypothetical as well. Second one, the person has no idea how to regulate themselves emotionally or mentally. I sure as shit didn't. I got to 104 kilos because I was severely unhappy. And I mean, now I'm about 85, 86 kilos at the time of recording. I haven't checked in a while, but a lot of the time people don't get there because they don't deal with themselves or know how to regulate themselves emotionally or mentally. Physically, they might go to the gym and power lift and do all this awesome stuff, but if they're not checking in with their nutrition or their mental state or their emotions or anything like that, as soon as you can't regulate one of those waves, you are going to do the easiest thing to help mask those feelings, and that is to eat. So that's one of two things as to what's going to happen. The... I feel like there was a third thing, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Nope. I will 100% most likely come back to that. That's what you want. 100% most likely. 60% of the time, it works. 
Every time. So, the... I'm just going to say, they're the one of two things. They're how people, first off, get into the disease state. Now, it sounds like it's going to be something simple in terms of, hey, I'm... If I keep using this example, I'm 26 kilos overweight. How did this happen? Well, your brain tricked you into getting there. First off, if it's the lazy thing, well, then this is also going to apply for that. Regardless of how you got 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, however many kilos overweight or into a diseased state or whatever it is that we are going to be calling it, however you got to where you are today, if that is a bad position, if you're in a fucking awesome position, then kudos, well done. You're living your life. Keep doing it. Slay sister. But if you got, <laughs> if you got to that diseased state, whether that's currently or in the past, or in the future. Hopefully not in the future. Hopefully these podcasts fucking help you and you manage to do some great things in your life. And maybe you become an entrepreneur making handbags exclusively to tree gnomes. I don't know. But let's just say you get to that disease state, current or past. Your brain would have been tricking you to get there. And I say tricking because it's a really... It's an easy word. As soon as you say trick, people go, oh, it was devious in some way. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's the intention that I'm trying to say that that's what your brain is doing. But the exact same way, and this is going to be a terrible analogy, so I'm sorry if it comes off wrong, but it's the easiest thing and it's the first thing that came to my head. The exact same way that if you go to a friend's house and they have a dog that is completely out of control, biting the furniture, like jumping up and licking and completely just out of control, cannot go for walks, can't do this, can't do anything, barking all the time. You're not going to go, wow, that's a shit dog. You're going to go, wow, why haven't you trained it? That's going to be the first thing that goes through my head. I don't know about you, but I see a dog that's out of control and I go, wow, what the fuck happened to its owner? Like, what did the owner do to this dog? to put it in this position. And then <laughs> I, I also do this with kids as well. If a kid is completely out of control and I'm talking kid like, you know, 13 and up. Young kids understand they've got their own thing, but at the same time, parents teach their kids to do certain things or don't teach their kids to do things and then they pick it up elsewhere. So when I see someone or something that is completely out of control, First thing that goes through my head sarcastically is, oh my God, who hurt you? But the second thing is, okay, the owner or the parent or the person that taught you needs to own up to the responsibility for the thing that happened. And now this is where it gets interesting because one of two things went through your head. First thing is going to be, well, my mum or dad or parent or guardian or grandma or grandpa or whoever, you know, raised you or whatever. My insert person never taught me those things. Exact same thing that people do in school. They go, well, I never learned how to do taxes in school. There wasn't exactly heaps of nutrition information in school. None of that shit really mattered to me. So growing up, there wasn't, you know, a quote unquote healthy influence in my life. So then people will either use that as an excuse to go, well, time to be unhealthy or two, I never learned any of that. I'm going to go out and learn it by myself. There are so many deviations and different paths and just anything that you can use to say either I have become this thing because of this circumstance or I have become this thing in spite of that circumstance. However you want to do it, your actions, your responses are your responsibility and you need to own up to them 
because it is the only accountability and the only thing that is going to matter in life. You're going to be dealt a shit hand at some stage, whether that's from birth or at age 10, 20, 30, 60, whatever. You are going to be dealt a shit hand from life. And you can either complain about it or you can get on with it and you can figure out what the fuck is happening and where do we go from here. How you deal with your responses is your responsibility because you're the only one that can make a decision for yourself. You can use other people's informations and opinions and take them in and gobble them up and digest them and do whatever the fuck you want with that information. But at the end of the day, information is not going to make you put the burger in your mouth or not go to the gym or keep you on the couch. Information is going to give you exactly that. It's going to give you information so you can make an informed decision. That's the whole point of education and information. So you can make a better decision. So you can do whatever the fuck you want to do in life. So how you got to the disease state with all this information and everything in spite of your circumstance and everything that I've just talked about is because, drum roll, you have taught yourself to do that. You have taught yourself to be on the couch. You have taught yourself to not go to the gym. You have taught yourself to be anxious in this certain situation. You have taught yourself that as soon as someone says, you just have to cook it at home, you go, oh no, I'm not a good cook. If someone came up to you and said, hey, you just have to do this quick five minute math quiz. And then, and if the first thing that goes through your head is, oh, I'm not good at maths, then you're never going to be good at maths because you're already like bowing out. You're already identifying as someone that cannot do maths and is not good at maths. So therefore it's going to be unreasonable for you to be good at maths if as soon as a maths equation is prompted to you that you go, hey, I'm not good at maths. I'm not even going to try because I know that I'm bad at it. When in reality, if you looked at the fucking quiz sheet first and went, oh, there's five questions on here. One plus one, two plus two, three plus three. I can do that. I can probably do that because you put yourself in that position to actually succeed or fail. And even if you did fail, you would at least have the experience of knowing what's on the quiz sheet, go home, learn it, come back and then pass it way better than 95% of the fucking population that sit at home and go, Oh, I'm not good at gym. Oh, I don't know how to count calories. Seems stupid to me. Oh yeah, but I'd rather a fucking pizza and a few bevies on Friday night. Ha oh, fucking good on you, Shane. That's fucking, that's a really good life, man. It's not going to do anything for you. If you are not even trying and putting yourself in that position, then what do you do? You teach yourself that you're not good at something. You teach yourself that as soon as any situation involving health and fitness, for example, that you're not good at it. So of course you're not going to be good at it because you've already identified as someone who's not good at it and you haven't even fucking tried it. And if you have tried it, how long have you stuck to it? Nobody became a math genius or a professor or a PhD in six months or five minutes or a quick online course that took two weeks or 10 minutes a week for the next 12 fucking years. Probably. I don't know. But the point I'm getting at is that your brain has been tricking you into these disease states or into this behavior pattern that you have because you've been allowing it to reinforce your identity and the story that you have been telling yourself. For example, I'm not good at maths. I'm not good at health and fitness. I'm not good at going to the gym. I get anxious when I do this. I get blah, 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 whatever it is. 
regardless of whatever it is, the story that you are telling yourself is going to create the identity that you hold on to. And if you hold on to that identity from the bullshit stories that you have been feeding yourself, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the track, you're going to be going, oh, well, I better fucking learn about them now because I'm dying. How hard is that one going to be to explain to your kids if you've got kids or plan on having kids? Hey, kids, I'm in the hospital because I couldn't be bothered learning about nutrition. Hey, kids, mum's not around anymore because, uh, yeah, it was just easier to order a fucking pizza and sit on the couch. Hey, kids, grandpa's not going to be here for much longer because, well, the Tigers were playing every Saturday and, well, yeah, 52, 52 times a year. You just watch replays and get smashed and do this. Oh, yeah, well, a few bevies after work won't help when you're slamming down a slab every fucking week. Everything that you have done up until this point has led you to create an identity that you identify with. The stories, the habits, the behaviors, and everything that you have done, the responses to every situation has led you to the identity and the beliefs that you have right now. I want you to let that let that sink in. Open the door and let that faucet right in. Because, as I said on the last one, if you haven't heard the last one about the Christmas ham, go listen to it. It'll fucking blow your mind. Your beliefs are most likely not your own. And if they are, and you're still in that disease state, then you need to question and put new ones in. Because nothing will grow. Nothing will happen. Nothing new or exciting is going to happen outside of, oh, hey, by the way, uh, can you come back to the doctors? We have something we need to discuss. I can guarantee you that. You need new habits. You need new behaviors. You need to face what is in the mirror. You need to face your fears and you need to be able to dictate your responses. So how your brain is tricking you into this disease and how your brain is tricking you into obesity and how your brain is tricking you into being anxious and to identify as not being good at something in relation to health and fitness is because you're allowing it to, is because as soon as a situation comes up where you go to the gym, something happens. For example, my gym session, my first one that was 57 seconds, that anxiety peaked and I ran back to the car and I cried for 30 minutes. But the response I had to that situation was, I'm going back. I need to do better. I'm going to do better. And that was my thing. And I went back to the second session, fucking nailed it. Got an extra three seconds. Had a full minute for my second session. But I kept building on it. My response to the situation and the circumstance that was presented to me, I knew that I would get better at it. And I just said that, well, it can't get worse than this. That was my response to the circumstance that was given to me. Yes, it wasn't a good circumstance. And yes, I had every right and I would have had every reason and excuse to bow out and say, well, I can't go to the gym because of this, because of one circumstance. But then I kept building on it. I kept doing it and I kept going back because I figured, fuck, it has to get easy at some point. And it did. And it led me to where I am today, to everybody listening to this podcast and this crazy life that I now have. Because I dealt with the circumstance, I knew the response was up to me. And I made that decision. So, for example, if you say the diet starts Monday and it gets to Monday and you go, man, I'm fucking tired, but yeah, I need to need to stick to this diet. You get to Tuesday, awesome. Wednesday, oh, it's hump day. Oh, yeah, a few people are going out for bevs after work. Yeah, sweet. And you go have bevs with them. And then you have too much of a good time. And it gets to Thursday and you're like, oh, well, I need something for lunch. 
haven't I've been pretty good for two days this week, three days this week, except for a few bevies. Um, I'm just going to take it easy. I'm going to allow myself to have whatever I want for Thursday lunch. And then it gets to Friday. Oh my God, what happens on Friday? It's the weekend. And Saturday, Sunday, and it gets to the weekend. And then you completely forget about it. And then it turns into Sunday, 3 p.m. And you go, oh man, fuck, I've got to go to work tomorrow. Oh man, I've got to do this. All right, well, this week, this week, I'm getting back on with my diet. How many years has it been since you've been saying that? So because you've been doing that for so long, you've conditioned yourself to think that, okay, cool. Well, I'll just diet for four days, four and a half days, if we're not including Friday night, and then go on a bender on the weekends, or just not really care what you're doing on the weekends. And as I said at the start of the podcast, that could be the thing putting on 200 grams every week or putting on 100 grams every week. Then it gets five years down the track. You go, fuck, how am I 26 kilos? How am I 35 kilos, 40 kilos overweight? Or like hopefully it hits that point where it's 10 kilos overweight and you go, ooh, better hit this on the head. Hopefully it gets to the point where it's six weekends in and you go, yeah, two kilos, starting to feel a little bit fluffy. Time to, you know, wheel it in or do whatever the fuck is in line with your purpose and your goal. But that is how your brain is tricking you into disease. You do something and you do it so repeatedly and so religiously that it forms an identity for you. So because you've said, I don't go to the gym, I get anxiety when I go to the gym, I get upset when I go to the gym, I don't know what I'm doing when I go to the gym, I can't go to the gym. Then all of a sudden, as soon as gym is mentioned, you go, oh no, and you freak out. And your brain gives you this response of, don't worry about it. Just sit back on the couch. Don't do anything. Just sit down, be comfortable, go back to your comfort zone and just sit on the couch, order KFC or pizza or Subway or whatever it is. Just go back and order it. It'll be fine. Sit on the couch. It'll be okay to miss one day, right? And then you go back on the couch and you watch fucking How I Met Your Mother or Family Guy or Scrubs or whatever your go-to thing is. You sit on the couch, you watch that same Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode with the same food for how many days on end? for how many weeks and months and years that you have said, instead of going to the gym, I'm going to do this. So once you have given your brain that identity and that response to that situation, of course, you're going to keep replaying it in your head because that's the better response and the only response that you know. Going to the gym, you don't know what it feels like to go to the gym and get that fucking pump or the sweat or the... um, the adrenaline going through uh, or the thing that I can't remember. Oh my God. Endorphins. There we go. Jesus. It is a day, people. You go to the gym, get the sweat up, the endorphins come out, you feel good, you do it for weeks on end, you start to look good, you start to feel good, you have more energy, there's less brain fog, you're feeling good, the scales are going down, people are complimenting you on, oh my God, Sally, you look amazing. What have you been doing? It's like, well, I've just been going to the gym, you fat fuck. But anyway, I digress. That's how easy it could be of just going to the gym four or five days a week. You just have to suck it up, go to the gym, till it becomes your learned response, till it becomes your brain tricking you into a healthy lifestyle. Because you'll get home and go, man, I'm fucking tired. I do not want to go. And then without even realizing it, your body has carried you into getting ready for the gym. And then you're in the car driving to the gym, complaining that you don't want to go to the gym and you're already warmed up, complaining that you don't want to go to the gym, but you're already warmed up and you're in your third set and you go, fuck yeah, this is actually pretty awesome. 
as opposed to sitting on your phone, doing nothing for two hours and getting home and complaining about it. And then you don't even know what the fuck is going on. And then five years later, you're like, oh my God, I'm 20 kilos overweight. How did this happen? Because your brain has reinforced the story that you have told yourself to create the identity that you are currently living that's taken you to where you are today. You'll never hear a healthy person complaining about the fact that their habits or behaviors or circumstance or anything has got them to where they are. They will 100% own up to the fact that they are healthy because of shit that they have done and reinforced over how many years? It's not the fact that they're being arrogant with it. It's the fact that they're proud of themselves and they're taking accountability and responsibility for their actions and their circumstances given. And they have carved out their destiny for what they look like and how they feel. Of course, they're going to be happy within their body because they have taken the years and the time to commit to themselves and change their lives. Yet every single person that thinks that that's what they're doing, they go, oh, it must just be their genetics. Oh, it must just be the fact that they've done this. Oh, it must be easier for them. They don't have my life. The life that the fit person or the healthy person has that you think are body goals and you just think they're an arrogant fuck, maybe, just maybe, they've had a worse life than you, but they just did something about it. But they don't go around telling people that. They, don't, they barely go around telling people that how fit and healthy they are. You just won't hear them fucking complaining because they're actually doing something and living their life and participating in life. They're happy with their decisions. They're happy with their workouts. They're happy with their nutrition. They're happy within their own skin because they have done the sacrifice, the hard yards that has gotten them to where they are today. Yet every single person that has not achieved that will be complaining and blaming it on something else. It's not my fault. My doctor's got me on this medication. It's not my fault because I this at the gym. It's not my fault because my parents never taught me about nutrition. It's not my fault because blah, blah, blah. Whatever fucking excuse you're going to come up with, it's not good enough. Your responsibility is your response and your response is your responsibility. Wherever you are in life is because the hand that you've been dealt and your responses that do the circumstance that you've been given. Where I am today, of course, I'm going to own up to it and be like, hey, this is my life. How awesome is it? Because my life was shit six years ago, seven years ago. But the response I had to the circumstance and the situation given to me, of course, I'm going to tell people where I was and where I am today because I own up to the shit. I accepted accountability and responsibility for what I was doing or lack of what I was doing. And now, of course, I'm going to be happy. And of course, I'm going to be telling everybody about how this is how you change your life. This is how you do it. If you work with me, I'm going to change your life because end of the day, I'm going to fucking do it because I've been doing it for the past six years for clients across Australia. So I own up to that. I will hundred percent say that I come across arrogant to a lot of people because I'm so confident in who I am, my ability and everything that I do and what my clients achieve in my program and my business and who I am as a person because of how long I have been questioning myself and what I do and who I am and why I'm here. I've been questioning it for so long and I keep coming back to the exact same answer that I'm here to help people. I'm going to be an amazing dad. I'm going to be an amazing partner. And these are the things that I do. And no one in the fucking world can take that away from me. So when you start to question your beliefs and you are accountable to your responses to any sort of circumstance, that's where you will be able to change your life. As soon as you catch your brain tricking you into that disease of, yeah, just go sit on the couch, just do this. And that's going to be your learned response. 
as soon as you catch your learned response pushing you into disease, that's where you have to step up and go, yeah, it's going to be fucking hard, but I'm going to change my decision. And I'm going to make sure that this new decision, whenever that old learned one comes up that is keeping me in disease, as soon as that learned response comes up that says, sit on the couch, order Uber Eats, do whatever the fuck you're going to do that keeps pushing you into disease, that's your brain just showing you what you've reinforced it. So when that comes up, make it aware, change the decision and put a new one in. Force yourself to get out of your comfort zone. Because if you're allowing your brain to trick you into disease, of course, you're going to end up diseased. But if you take the learned response, bring awareness to it, take it on a fucking journey of going to the gym, learning about nutrition, discovering your purpose, why you're here on the planet and what you can do in literally 12 months of your life. If you just commit yourself for 12 small months, imagine where you'll be. Imagine the feeling that you will get on a Sunday night where you don't have to start a diet again, where you don't have to do all this bullshit of, oh, I've got to lay out my menu. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do whatever. It's just a habit to live healthily now. And you're losing weight as a fact of loving life. It's going to be so much fucking easier if you put in the hard yards now, accept responsibility for where you are and do something about it. Because your brain is going to keep tricking you into disease. Your brain is going to keep giving you and reinforcing what you have given it. So, I'm going to end it there because I have to take off soon. But, got a bit ranty. That's what happens when I don't have a script. But, I hope that helped someone out there in terms of how your brain keeps you in your comfort zone. Because all it does is reinforce the thoughts that you have given it that will create an identity for you, and then you live in accordance to that identity. So, change your identity, change your thoughts, change your habits, behaviors, you don't have to do them all at once, just literally change your thoughts, which will change your behaviors, which will change your habits, which will change your identity, which will change your life. That's the step-by-step -step process that I take my clients through. That's how they change their lives. That's how I help them get from A to B where they are to dream life. Anywho, enjoy your day, enjoy your week, enjoy your Monday. I hope you're absolutely killing it. And if you have questions about anything that I have said on any of these podcast episodes, or you want to yell at me or rant, or you want to leave me a review, that would be awesome. I don't even know where, because I don't even, I don't review myself, obviously. But yeah, leave me a review. Make sure you chuck notifications on, subscribe, do whatever the shit that you need to be doing. And I'll be chatting to you all very soon. Bye.